0: If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, please join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Kirby Wilker- I'm going to say that again. This week's guest is Kirby Wilkerson. She is the founder of a PR and digital media firm, The Impact Kind, based in Michigan, whose clients have been featured in Business Insider, Parents Magazine, Thrive Global, and other mediums to increase lead sales and brand awareness. She's got some amazing tips and resources on her website at impactkind.com. Kirby, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lori. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited for you to be here as well. I mean, anything related to marketing is always a fun conversation in my eyes, (laughs) but let's talk a little bit about, um, what you did pre, uh, getting, starting your own firm, um, and how networking has really impacted your life in corporate America.
1: Yeah, sure. So I worked in sales at SME, uh, Society of Manufacturing Engineers. It's, uh, Um, It focuses on conferences and events for um, the manufacturing community, but um, we were starting new, lots of new products and new industries, like getting into um, a little bit more like aerospace and defense. And so I was kind of the new product girl. (laughs) I sold everything that was new there. And so building relationships was a key component of like (laughs) first how I got my job and then, um, you know, how I made relationships in order to grow all the new products that we were creating. So it was lots and lots of fun. And um, it was a great experience because, you know, I was really the only woman in that area. Um, But it was awesome because they got to relate to me because the guys were away from their wives and they were like, hey, you know, um, we'll we'll give you the business because... (laughs) you're the only one different here right so it was um a lot of a lot of cool um connections and that led to you know the next products that we were creating right and so we had speakers and we had exhibitors based on meeting those initial uh contacts so it was a great segue into you know what i what i do now
0: that's awesome um, and that's great. I mean, building those relationships, definitely, which is obviously what we talked about on the show, definitely just gives you so much more power, um, especially when you started your business. So I think that that's fantastic that you invested in those relationships when you were in the corporate America space.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I I really value those relationships and we're still, you know, close with a lot of, you know, my past clients, even though they may not be a fit for what I'm doing right now, they were a total fit for um, what I did before. So it was, it was great.
0: That's awesome. So um, let's talk a little bit about how living abroad ultimately inspired entrepreneurial growth.
1: Um, so, I had a great opportunity to move to Shanghai, China. And, um, you know, I was able to see so many different kinds of like pop ups and different expats from different countries start new businesses. And, you know, for me at the time, I was like pregnant a lot. <laughs> so, I was having my babies, raising my family. Um, but that, being surrounded by entrepreneurs that were really making it. Like we um, have a friend who um, was a fellow coworker at Ford Motor Company, an American company. So that's what took us out there. Um, But he stopped working at Ford. He started um, Mobike and he's like a billionaire right now. (laughs) He's like got different slip stations all over the world now. And, you know, still breaking into industries. And it's really, it sounds simple. You know, you have bikes, that you can rent um, and it's kind of like the American version of like the zip car or now they've got scooters everywhere, but he had the bikes out before the scooters were um, popular here and there. So, um, you know, it's really just like finding where can you solve a problem and he saw that lots of people, you know, you can't really get on the metro and there's lots and lots of them in in China. Um, and take your bike and everything else you need. So he created different stations where you can rent bikes and put them back. And it's such a great system, but just because we were surrounded by so many kinds of successful entrepreneurs and successful business owners that did leave corporate and decided to um, try something different, it still gave me that inspiration that, hey, you know what, I can do that too, so.
0: That's awesome, I love that. and um that is one of the things that's really neat about traveling anywhere is you get ideas uh, that inspiration that you're like oh this would be really cool in my hometown <laughs> or why aren't we doing yeah. something like this um, right. yeah. that's fantastic what a great story to share and obviously amazing success that, that your friend has been having yeah it's great and it's great to see
1: him you know just so happy and you know he's got a young family too and um just it's exciting when other people are doing well, right. It's mm-hmm. always good to see other people doing well. And especially when you, you know, kind of know a little bit about their story and um, you know, where they started. Right. So it's, it's inspiring because look, it's like, Hey, you can do this too. You just have the totally. right connections, right tools and use them the right way. And there you go. Love <laughs> yeah, it. a multi dog company. It's great.
0: So why don't you share how making friends all over the world has helped you and really can help anyone um, that is interested in going into business?
1: Yeah, so Lori, I love to travel. So that's like my thing, right? So my husband, he loves to travel too. So our family, that's what we do. But when you travel, you get to learn that you have to trust people in like very odd situations um, sometimes when you get off the plane, it's like, you know, you have to find the right taxi driver, you have to find the right, um, person that's going to take you to the hotel. Um, and even in those small instances, you can learn so much about the culture of the area and like how to position yourself, because in every business, you really want to focus on your audience. Who are you selling to? Who are you speaking to? And I think, um, you know, when you learn A little bit more about where you are, like where you're going when you're traveling. I think it's so important to learn a little bit about the culture from people that live there because you'll learn, hey, this is not a really great spot to eat or maybe you shouldn't hang around this area and you'll learn it from a local. And when you do that, you're you're going to be able to speak to other people that you meet around and not generalizing, right, a culture or a population, but just you'll have more of a background to um, really communicate more effectively with, right? Mm-hmm. So that's almost like creating any kind of avatar or brand. You want to make sure that you are really speaking to your audience or they would be more receptive of whatever you're selling, product, service, anything. So yeah. Um, so- yeah, I think traveling is is so un- incredibly inspiring not just because you see new things, you learn new things and then you everyone has their own filter, right? So everyone's going to this new place with, you know, their background, their own experiences, but because it's new to them, they might notice things that if they lived there for a long time, they they wouldn't see them the same way. So it's always really interesting when you first go to a new place. And get to really know the people, and then you know, you're if you have like a language barrier, you know, it's funny to just look back and see like what you did to communicate well, you know. And then when you get to learn more about the people, then you know, hey, I probably shouldn't use this as body language. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you should probably use that sure. to get your point across. And it's really, um, so I think that's really helpful when you're you know starting any business. Is to make sure that you really um learn a little bit more about the people that you're serving first and then um you know start to build the the message yeah, yeah.
0: definitely i think understanding the societal and cultural norms will help you to craft those messages and that's and, and experiencing the society and the culture is going to give you so much more leverage and opportunity than just making assumptions or reading articles.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I can tell you that's so true. Like reading up on every place we've been, it's like, okay, we're going to do this and we've got to do that, you know, but really when you go there and you really get to know the people, it's, it's not always what you read. That's, That's so true. So, you know, and that's why marketing is a lot about testing right? Because maybe the consumers were doing this, but now the behavior is changing. And so you've got to make some changes as well. So,
0: yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, um, it is, it is a hundred percent about testing your message, understanding your audience. I mean, all the things that, that you're, that you're uh, preaching, I'm, I'm saying amen to, because that's the same thing that I preach to, to my customer base. So I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Um, all right. So let's, let's dive into networking specifically. You know, my goal is to really alleviate any fears that people have when they hear that word networking. So, um, can you share with our listeners, maybe one of your most successful or favorite networking stories that you've had? Yeah. So, um, one of my favorite
1: networking stories I've had is, um, I, in high school, I was a swim teacher and, One day, one of my fellow swim coaches said, hey, um, that lady might ask you to babysit, but I live on her street, don't babysit no matter what. And I, maybe it was just because we were in the water and I didn't hear her, but I took the job because she did ask me. And I think that's what happened. She was unavailable and she said, hey, would you like to babysit? And I said, yes. So I did. And then I eventually started babysitting for her a lot more often and the other coach was never a babysitter again (laughs) and then the neighbor next door um actually started to use my services as well and i was in college and he um so this is like high school to college and he um one of the the neighbor he asked me hey would you like to come to a networking event and i never been to like a networking event Um, and I didn't really know what it was all about, but I knew I had to dress up, like wear a suit Mm -hmm. and, and go, right. Because I didn't even know what he did, but I knew he worked at a pharmaceutical company that, um, I eventually wanted to go to work for.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, so I went to the event and he, you know, met me there and said, Hey, okay, I need you to take your sunglasses off your head. I need you to put your full name on your name tag (laughs) (laughs) I walked in and I kid you not, everyone looked like Barbie and Ken. It was the most, everyone was gorgeous and I had no idea what was really happening. I was still too young to apply, you know, for a real job there, but he invited me to go. And when everyone sat down, he was the main speaker. I had no idea. No kidding. Yeah. but it was a great experience and I'm glad that I went because it showed me what kind of competition is out there. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you're going to be looking for a job, you have to find a way to stand out. And even though all these people are so gorgeous and so, you know, they have all the things that you want on the resume, you still have to find a way to stand out. So um, I think that was the most awesome experience that I remembered going to and, and even when I got my first job out of college, I remember calling him to say, thank you so much for, you know, take you know, inviting me to the head of that event because mm-hmm. it made such a difference in um even the job that I had. They didn't have a position open, but because they saw that I was a hard worker, I was interning there. So they didn't have a budget for a full-time worker and they moved money and created a job for me. Um, and it was not making pennies like a lot of my friends out of college. So it was really great experience to to go to go to because then I saw, hey, I'm not just another kid in college. You know, thinking I'm just going to get out and be rich, right? There's lots of competition that's more qualified than me, and so I always kept that um, that experience in my mind, thinking, you know, there's there's always going to be someone better. But you know what? if I really stand out and I really work hard, it's going to make a difference.
0: I love that. I think that's great. And, you know, going back to what we were talking about a couple of minutes ago with like experiencing things, the the, the societal norms, you know, what it's like in a professional environment. I think that one experience, it sounds like really just set you up for success because you, you didn't have any assumptions. You knew what what to expect. And I think that's awesome that you got that amazing opportunity. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to you to going back to him and just thanking him. I think, you know, not enough people do that. (laughs) And it's those (laughs) gestures that really mean a lot. Um, But that also goes to just saying that, yeah, you cared about the relationship and and that's a way to nurture that because who knows, maybe, you know, in the future, there is another opportunity for you to an event or something that, um, is tied to that individual. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He came to my wedding. He was
1: like, (laughs) that was years later, but it was, yeah, definitely a good relationship
0: to, um, to build on. Awesome. Very cool. Great story. Thanks for sharing that. So, um, You know, regardless of the size of your network or the community that you're building, it's extremely important to stay in front of those individuals. How do you best nurture your network? Yeah, I think
1: um, really, that's a great question, Lori. I think um, really staying connected through social media, I think is really important. Um, I know I like to help my clients focus on social media um, and their businesses, but I think for me, um, definitely social media, keeping people current, you know, and I would like to say this too, you know, I don't usually show my children on social, on like my personal Facebook, um, but they are on there sometimes. And I do share what we're doing. So people still feel like they're getting a glimpse, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think, you know, even for people that I know are worried about all the privacy and all that stuff for, um, networking, I think it's still important to know that you can be social on social media without sharing your whole life story. And I think that's really important, even for, um, your personal, um, accounts, um, that you have a a goal and a purpose, right? So you're not sharing everything. I know some, um, people have like, rules, even <laughs> like, uh, we will not show the outside of our home. I mean, this is not my own, this is someone else's, but this is a rule that I heard They they won't show the outside of their home. They, they have rules. And so it's still possible to be totally social without being, you know, I guess to, you know, without your privacy, you're feeling like it's being invaded. So I know there's lots of people who are maybe afraid to network, but you can network through social media without sharing everything. If you have a plan of, you know, this is, here's a few things that I might not share, but here are things that I'm willing to share and keep people in, interested in what I'm doing and, you know, commenting on what they're doing and being helpful when people ask for recommendations or um, or help. If you're able to help in any way, Definitely do it. That's that's definitely a a key. Being helpful that's like huge, also, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, and oftentimes, I mean, the relationships are about helping others. So just saying, look at me and everything mm-hmm. that I'm doing. How is that helping others? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. yeah, showing pictures of your kids and and your house and whatnot. I mean, there's definitely a balance of showing who you are as a person and being authentic and genuine um, in your actions and your posts, but right. um, you don't need to, you know, share your deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> right. right. Well stated. All right. So um, let's talk about giving advice to uh, anyone that's really looking to grow their network. What, what do you have to offer? Yeah. So
1: I'm going to tell you what's really worked for um, like my Um, clients, we really focus on like, I mean, I have different kinds of clients, but for creators, it seems like more people are trying to be the creators, right? So I would totally direct this to them. If they're trying to be active on social, just focus on like three key things, um, like industry myths um, that they can debunk. So if everyone's telling you to do this, this is what you have found to be the goal, the one thing that worked. Um, hot tips. So like anything that you see that your um, competitors are doing that are making and they're making mistakes, here's a tip for you to do it the right way. Or even Mm -hmm. really basic things that you may not even think, like who couldn't know this, right? Um, Those are very easy to, um, to share and be helpful. So that's like the authenticity and the value that people are always talking about. People always say, be authentic, be, you know, provide value, but people don't know what kind of value to share. So I'd really stick with like hot tips, mistakes people are making um, that you can help them with and um, industry myths debunk. So like anything, the big competitors are doing that you're they're not addressing, just talk to people and help them with that. And if you focus on those, you'll get a nice following.
0: Yeah. I think that's great advice. Um, and it's just helping, like we said, you know, it's here's some tips or here's some, you know, I I feel like you need to delicately touch the line of here's the mistakes, I guess. But if you look at it bigger, like that I see in your industry, instead of (laughs) kind of here's the mistakes you're making. Um, but at the end of the day, you're still being a resource and that's how you're adding value is, is sharing some, some insights um, and yeah, it's good to have just a couple in your back pocket ready to go um, and, and ready to be a resource to your network and um, to grow that network and to build and nurture those relationships that you're trying to build.
1: Yes. Yes. Totally being helpful. That's, that's really how I even started. I mean, that's how most businesses are started and successful It's because they're solving a problem or helping you know, to solve a problem if they're not solving it. Right. Totally.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. So Kirby, if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career? Wow. Um,
1: I would tell myself, um, (laughs) that's a great question, Lori. Um, I would tell myself to, I mean, really, what I said, just enjoy every moment. I really would say that enjoy every moment because really every connection has led to something else. Um, Even if it wasn't a position for me, it was a position for like a family member or a friend. Um, So really keeping those connections close are really important. I think I would put um, (laughs) something that my dad told me um, that I still think about all the time is you know, find one nice thing about someone and that's always a conversation starter. Even if you, you know, can't find anything nice, like on the surface, just look harder, you know, and you'll find one nice thing about someone and that will, that totally changes the perspective. So I'd like to keep that, If I had to tell my 20 year old self, (laughs) one thing, it would be to always find one nice thing about someone and, and you'll go even further.
0: Yeah. I love that. I think that's a great way to start a conversation, too. you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I think especially today, we need positivity. We need uplifting messages. We need to feel good. Um, I mean, there's so much yeah. craziness in our world that, you know, going out of your way to give a compliment. Yeah. Um, can be extremely rewarding. I think you feel good about yourself for doing it, but you really could be making a major impact on someone's life by just sharing a couple words of kindness.
1: Yes. And especially like, you know, your whole thing is not working. Well, if you're trying to approach anyone and you don't know what to say, find something nice, Uh, even like for PR, you know, if you're looking to connect with somebody in the media and say, hey, you know, I really love that article you wrote about whatever. And Mm -hmm. then- that instantly lets people think, "Hey, you know what? This person's interested in what I'm doing." Everybody wants to be special, and you find one nice thing about somebody, and that makes them feel special. They will give you more time; they really
0: will. Love it. I think that's great. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it to you a little bit and give you an opportunity to interview me. What's something that you'd like to ask me? Yeah. Hey, Lori,
1: I wanted to ask you. Um, what is something that you do outside of the podcast that really helps like encourages other people to network? Cause this is a great, a oh, great encouragement. <laughs> thank you.
0: Outside of the podcast. Yeah. Um, but
1: outside. Yeah.
0: I mean, I am pretty active on the social media channels. I mean, that's, that's my world as it is yours. Mm. LinkedIn uh, and Facebook are probably where I spend the majority of the, my time. Um, And as I see people's kind of asks on these channels, um, I try to connect them with other people and be a resource as much as possible. Um, I also um, was an adjunct professor at the local University for a few years, not not this semester, thank goodness, knock on wood. Um, (laughs) um, And I would highly, highly, highly push all of my students to get involved, to network, you know, anytime I brought in a guest speaker, I said, reach out to the speaker, connect with them on LinkedIn, thank them for taking time out of their day to Mm -hmm. come and and share some of their life experiences, ask to buy them a cup of coffee and start (laughs) building Like I just tried like, as a student, you don't realize Mm -hmm. the power you hold and how willing people will connect with you. I mean, if I could go back, I would 100% maximize the, the I'm a college student phrase <laughs> to try to connect with everyone <laughs> on this planet. That's a great idea. Yeah, I love that. Fun question. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Kirby, do you have any final, final words um, or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Um, I would say...
1: The same thing we've been kind of mentioning this whole um, podcast, um, being helpful, however you can answering messages, the follow up, the follow up, the follow up. The follow up is so key um, to not only starting relationships, but building relationships and really branding who you are as a person, Um, regardless of what business you choose. I think following up with people is not only courteous, but essential to um, letting people know who you really are. And um, when people refer you out, they'll let others know, you know what, contact this person. They will get right back with you. So whether you accept or decline, whatever it may be that's coming your way, if you respond and it's something that you're um, known for, then that's, that's saying something great about you.
0: I love it. I think that's extremely powerful information to share. So Kirby, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Yeah,
1: sure. Um, they can reach me through. Um, I'm on LinkedIn for sure, and um, of course through theimpactkind.com. They can visit there uh, my website, and then um, my email's right on there. Um, if it won't be me, it'll be someone else at the agency, and you will be funneled through to me. So no, no worries. You can get right to me.
0: Love it. Awesome. We'll include all that information on the show notes. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Thank you, Lori. It was fun. I had a great time on here. It was fun. And you know, like I said, anytime I can talk marketing and obviously networking, it's going to be a good conversation. Yes, for sure. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Kirby for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, uh, feel free to join our Facebook group. Check out Social Capital Network on Facebook.com. Uh, any questions for me, shoot me an email, Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast.